0: And welcome to Gogo Go Sports Bros, the sports show for anyone whose fantasy league involves bachelor contestants rather than linebackers. I'm Olivia, I'm Emily,
1: and I'm Cammy. So,
0: Emily,
2: what is Gogo Go Sports Bros? Well, Gogo Go Sports Bros is a podcast where three family members who don't know a single gosh darn thing about sports endeavor to learn all of it. All of the
0: all of the sports information. Everything about every sport.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're going to do it all. And what sport are we going to talk about in this
2: episode? In this episode, we're going to be talking about disc golf or
0: frolf. Frolf? Frisbee golf. Ah, uh. That's how the bros say it.
1: That's how the bros say it, Mom. And shouldn't you mention, Emily, that we are covering disc golf because it was requested by one of our listeners?
0: By our number... Never mind, I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Our we had a little bit of a... A kerfuffle. A kerfuffle. What?
2: I th- I think I might have called someone our number one fan, and our actual number one fan, shout out to Chris. What's up, Chris?
0: Was very um, upset. Was
2: very upset and offended. So
0: this this sport was suggested by our number two fan. Our number two fan. Shout Thank out to our Huntley. number two fan,
1: Huntley. All right, well, I'm excited that Huntley... Dis- Decided to uh request this because I learned quite a lot about disc golf. Didn't realize there was much to learn, but apparently there is.
0: Yeah, uh it was nice to have a break from our icy winter sports of the past couple episodes. Let's get out in the summer sun and throw throw the frisbee around. Nice <laughs> roll, off, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so the nice thing, or one of the nice things about this sport. Normally, the histories of the sports we cover are pretty vague because they've been around for a while, but this one was very easy to trace back to, like, one or two dudes. Like, basically yesterday was when it was invented. Yeah, this sport has not been around all that long. Yes, exactly.
2: Um,
0: And it was basically just invented by a bunch of teens. Pretty much. Uh, Obviously, you could argue that Frisbees or like throwing discs have been around for centuries and centuries. Okay,
2: I read this on multiple sources, and it was a a very apparent that they were just trying to make some sort of historical connection because they're like frisbees can be traced back to when cavemen threw rocks at things. Yeah, so that's a pretty
0: tenuous connection, (laughs) I would say. Um, and the idea of disc-based golf. Uh, the origin of that. There are plenty of people who will say they played golf with uh like pie tins and things, and threw them at trees, dating back to the like the early 1900s. But the official disc golf played with frisbees can be traced back to Steady Ed Hedrick, who was a guy who worked for a toy company called Waymo. Yes, that's correct. You're reading off my notes. I knew that already. <laughs> okay. Cut <laughs> your face. Okay. So he worked for Whammo, which was a toy company in de- the 60s. He was developed the Frisbee. That's right. Ed Steady Ed is uh, credited as the father of the Frisbee.
1: Well, he's, the, he's credited as the father of the modern, the modern day Frisbee. Frisbee. There's good old Fred Morrison, who's the guy who actually designed the original Frisbee for Whammo. Did you not have that? I didn't have that.
0: Uh, Steady Ed got a lot of the credit in the articles I was referencing. Yeah, Steady Ed was a big, big name in the disc golf community.
1: Well, (laughs) I I had read that there was this dude who was, like, working for the rec department over in newport beach california and um the he thought of getting uh getting his kids outside and getting them active by giving them some frisbees some of the original frisbees
2: could you be referring to george Sapenfield?
1: i just might be i just might be i just might be and he he worked at the rec department there and he got the kids throwing discs at um at, at target at hula hoops right at hula hoops
2: which we did in pe children. For
1: so sure. children seem to enjoy that but he i know uh, i didn't he, oh yeah it was
0: it was not fun at all but yeah. continue <laughs> <laughs> anyways
1: yeah be, be, before i go on should we all mention that all three of us absolutely have no skill at throwing a frisbee It seems
2: like something that you couldn't be possibly be that bad at, and yet here we
1: are. And yet all three of us give us a frisbee, we will do our very best and it will like roll four feet from our from our or go like
0: behind us. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, one of the most anxiety inducing situations I can imagine myself in, and this has happened before, but just the simple act of going to a park or any sort of open space with some friends and someone has having, a frisbee. Frisbee. Oh, no. having a frisbee. Oh god. Someone just having a frisbee is enough to make me break out in a sweat. God forbid they suggest we all throw it around to each other. <laughs>
2: and don't even talk to me about ultimate frisbee running and catching and throwing a frisbee all at the same time is my worst nightmare. Yeah. Utterly
1: horrifying. So, I think suffice it to say none of us will be participating in disc golf in anytime soon
2: absolutely not
1: okay definitely all right. not all right well let's okay let's move Back on to history. History. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about his golf <laughs> history so this dude he like a uh, uh, le- legend has it he's the one who got his kids throwing discs at hula hoops and then he was actually able to um to put together a tournament where he got whammo the uh Founder or the originator of the Frisbee to sponsor this tournament, and Fred Morrison, who was the inventor, actually showed up at the at the tournament. And this was the first ever recorded disc golf tournament. It happened in Newport Beach, California. Um, and then two years later, this sport had become so big around California that Fresno State had a, a college course in frisbee golf so within a couple of years this phenomenon had taken off pretty amazingly
2: largely on college campuses though (laughs) yeah not the least (laughs) surprising college campuses in california the least surprising origin of frisbee yeah the perfect demographic (laughs) no twist there
1: but would you is it fair enough to say that between the sixties and now there really isn't much more to say about the history of it because it well, basically, like that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah.
0: I do want to, I do want to go back to steady ed a bit. And I think, uh, George Sappenfield, Sappenfield, Was it? Sappenfield, I Sappenfield. think also is credited with helping to develop the, uh, the original, um, goals, the disc pole holes, which, if you've never seen one, um, is kind of like a metal basket attached to a pole with a bunch of chains hanging from the top. So George came up with kind of an early version of that, and uh, it was Steady Ed who perfected and patented it. And he is also credited with uh, developing the original uh, disc golf course in Pasadena in 1974. La Cañada, actually. Yeah, your home turf.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: Isn't that Aunt Sherry?
1: Yeah, Aunt Sherry. That's... Our
0: aunt. Lives near where the first disc golf course is. Whoa! Isn't that that amazing? Incredible. I
2: liked reading about how Study Ed, he had a different kind of a series of uh, different um, disc golf pole holes before he settled on... What is now used, and he named them. It was like Mach One, Mach Two, Mach Three.
0: Yeah, they had very Detest intense calls. names. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so he he helped get this first course established in in the seventies in Pasadena, and then after this. He ended up leaving Whammo and basically devoted the rest of his life to promoting this new sport of disc golf. They couldn't call it frisbee golf because Whammo like had a trademark on the word frisbee. But he traveled all over the place, like preaching the good word of disc golf. He helped install almost eight hundred more courses in 20 different countries around the world. He founded the International Frisbee Association. He established the World Frisbee Championship. Um, He founded all the various, like, professional disc golf associations. Um, And appropriately enough, when he died, his ashes were pressed into special edition Frisbees. No way.
1: Yes, way.
0: Yeah. Uh disc disc golf was his life and his calling and he was uh fondly remembered as kind of this character um responsible for popularizing the sport
1: in in the states and in the world. I would say that the success, the success of the sport pretty much rests on his shoulders.
0: Yeah, and today there's more than 4,000 of these disc golf courses all over the world. So it's getting more and more popular. Uh,
1: Well, according to uh, my research, there are more than (gasps) 5,000. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The the governing body is the Professional Disc Golf Association. I highly recommend that all of our listeners go on to pdga.com. And if you type in your zip code, you invariably will find that there is a disc golf course like within miles of your house. It's crazy there. They're, They're th- everywhere. Yeah, there are actually more than 5,100 disc golf courses in the United States alone. Um, but most countries around the world, surprisingly, have at least one disc golf course. In fact, uh, Finland has 273, Iceland has 22. Um, my favorite disc golf course not the one in Mongolia, not the one in Iran, happens to be in Antarctica. That's right, folks. Wait, what? (laughs) uh, At McMurdo Station in Antarctica, um, you can go on to the the pdga.com website, and they give you kind of a description of each disc golf course that's located around the world. And they say that the one in Antarctica has a varied terrain, including ice, snow drifts, heavy equipment and high winds (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) so this actually um this this is a sport that really is kind of a worldwide phenomenon um you can put a course together if you've got as little as five acres and you can put nine holes of um regulated play together or you can if you've got 40 to 50 acres, you can put together a championship caliber 18 hole course.
0: Yeah, the nice thing about disc golf is that the the courses you need are a lot easier and cheaper to construct than most other sports. You don't have to have a giant open grassy field that you're, you know, mowing and watering and all this. They can be kind of wherever because the very terrain actually contributes to like the challenge of it, and those little metal basket things aren't aren't crazy expensive, so it's like a sport that you can have wherever, which is kind of nice.
1: Yeah, I love that and 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 unlike regular golf, which can cost a lot of money, uh, you can get onto a course for no money or for as little as two to five dollars to play for the entire day. And um, in terms of equipment, you could actually play with just a single disc if you were kind of just starting out. But we'll probably get into equipment more later.
0: Yeah. Should we talk about uh, the gear and also probably the rules of this game? Let's do it. So as you mentioned, uh, it's pretty easy to get into. You could potentially just play with one disc if you really want to. But of course, like any other sport, if you want to go all out and uh, have really fancy gear, you can do that too. There are many different types of specially designed discs to play this sport with, but the most, the three most commonly used ones are a putter, a mid-range, and a driver. And if you are familiar at all with golf, these kind of correspond with their golf club counterparts, but if you are like us and don't really care about golf, uh, a putter, (laughs) a putter is like the closest to a regular Frisbee. When you picture a Frisbee in your head, uh, the putter would be the closest to that. It's very, it, it throws real straight. It's very predictable and slow. And that's for like your final shots when you're close to the hole. It throws straight unless you're the three of us,
2: (laughs) in which case there is honestly no telling.
1: (laughs) Yeah, um, it's designed with more of a blunt edge, and it's supposed to be, of all the different types of discs that are used, it's the easiest to control.
0: Right. And
2: if you watch people playing, they just kind of toss it into the basket. It doesn't seem like
1: they're oh, putting they, a lot of sp- no, no, no! They are not just tossing it into the okay, basket. Well, it kind of looks like
2: they're just um, they're just well, the putter.
0: Well, okay, we'll get into all the okay, many, man. many cut that part out of mom's humorously named me. specialty throws in a minute. Okay, but before we do, the other two most common kinds of discs. Uh, the next one up would be a mid-range, which has like sharper edges, so it goes faster through the air and that's the most versatile disc that's the one that like if you were just going to have one disc to play with you could conceivably play the whole thing with a mid-range disc if you really wanted to um and then finally there are drivers which are supposed to go the furthest and the fastest and that's what you use for your first shot like when you're teeing off
1: Those are also supposedly the hardest to control so don't ever even let me touch one of those.
0: (laughs) We could like probably eat off it like a (laughs) plate. That would be the most use that that could
1: be for any of us. Yep. Mm. So a prose apparently will carry a a bag with like 14 to 20 different discs that are like variations of those three that we just discussed but um for purposes of you and me we we could just use one to three of these discs
0: right so it's it's a nice accessible sport like
1: anyone could do it yeah yeah so anyone can do it now how it's played Pretty much just like regular golf. Yeah. The, edi- the Basically, etiquette is the same. The rules are the same.
0: But let's talk about those rules because we are golf idiots and presumably some of our listeners might not be huge golf fans either. Okay. So the objective is to play each hole in the fewest strokes possible. Or throws. A stroke is a
1: throw. Right. In this case. And you'll have like anywhere from nine to 18 holes. Right. Like golf, I think. Mm. Yes.
0: I'm pretty sure that's how golf is also. Yeah. Um. So you start off with a tee throw, which uh you're starting at the designated beginning point of the hole you're on. That's the first throw you do with your driver. Um, and from there the disc will land on the ground somewhere. And when you're throwing that original throw,
2: one of your feet has to be inside of the tee box, which will be like a mat or a designated area on the ground. One foot has to be in contact
0: with the box at all at the time of releasing your disc. Right. Okay. So you release your disc and it lands on the ground and that's called the lie is where your disc has landed when it stops moving. And hopefully yes.
1: and hopefully it's landed on the ground somewhere heading in the direction of <laughs> the target. That
0: is that is the goal. But no promises about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so from there, uh, you throw from from the lie for your next shot. You gotta stand you mark it with like a little special tiny disc uh, to mark the spot where your where yours landed. And uh you gotta plant your foot, um your the foot you're putting your weight on as close to that lie as you possibly can. Um your other foot can kinda go wherever wherever you need it to be. <laughs> um and so as long as you're Outside of 10 meters from the hole, you can follow through when you make your throw, which means, you know, you throw and you're allowed to step past the lie as you f- complete the complete the movement. But once you get within 10 meters of the hole, you're putting. So that's a, a slightly different movement. Uh, like you described, they kind of just toss it in. With like a little bit of a squat. <laughs>
1: And if you're playing with a group of people, same same rules or etiquette rules um, as with golf, the person who uh, made their disc go the farthest gets to throw first on the second throw, um, and then at the end, after everybody's finally gotten their disc into. The pole hole, the person who had the fewest number of throws gets to go first on the next hole.
2: And when you're playing with a group, I read that it is part of disc golf etiquette that everyone else who's not uh, going on that turn, who's not throwing at that moment is supposed to watch the disc just in case it goes uh, a little bit like it might if we were playing um, so that they can help find it if it goes missing.
0: Yeah, if your disc lands somewhere other than the ground, kind of sucks for you. That's an unplayable lie. So what you're supposed to do is just kind of stand right underneath whatever tree branch or mm-hmm. whatever your disc has landed in and you play from there. Okay. Um, I did read that apparently the discs will sink, so if you hit a water hazard, goodbye your disc i
2: also read that apparently disc theft is rampant in the disc golf community there was a whole article i read about um making sure that you don't buy from or that you buy from reputable sources by used discs to make sure that um you're not buying stolen discs are people seriously fencing stolen frisbees yes Apparently, so don't buy your discs off eBay
0: or Craigslist off the seedy Frisbee black market. Even went as far
2: as to encourage you to have custom discs because that is harder to. It's harder to sell custom discs because it's obviously stolen, or to remove the marks on it that designate like the weight and I don't know all the other different measurements of the disc because it's harder for a seller. To sell a stolen disc if they can't tell people what it is.
1: Wow, we've really fallen on hard times.
2: Yeah, no, apparently that disc crime is rampant. We need to get disc crime under control.
0: I thought disc golf seemed like such a a chill, friendly sport. I can't believe there's all these disc criminals out there. I believe it because
2: I read one article about it. (laughs) I believe it. So it's an
0: epidemic. Sounds like it.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, so moving on. Anyways. Okay. So let's say you've, you've played a bunch of these holes with your buddies. Then you count up all the number of throws that you've had at each hole. And just like golf, the person who's uh, made the fewest throws is the winner. Right? Yay! Hooray. Yeah. And that is how you play disc golf. The end.
2: The end. They even use the same uh, scoring terms like birdie and par and bogey. Yep. Yep. As golf. Does golf use condor and albatross?
1: I don't think many people get four under, which is what a condor is. I loved those though. But that does exist. It really does. Yeah. Does it in golf too? Yeah, 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 yeah. An albatross is is three under. An eagle, of course, we've heard a, yeah. the occasional eagle in golf. That's two under. Yeah, same terminology. Yeah. Did
0: not know. Did not know about the albatross. Did not know about yeah. condor and albatross. Well, a, a,
1: and we should mention, you know, um, golf courses are are m- measured in yards and disc golf holes are measured in feet. So you're not covering nearly the distance. Although the sport is, is structured the same, the courses themselves are much smaller for disc golf. So like a 200-yard um, hole in golf would be maybe equivalent to a 200-foot hole in disc golf.
0: Yeah, the holes, I think the average... Size I read somewhere can be anywhere from like 150 to 300
1: feet. Feet. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So definitely, definitely a lot shorter than a traditional golf hole. Right. Right. Um, But this is a legitimate sport. It's even got, it it supports a magazine called Disc Golfer. It's got a Disc Golf Hall of Fame, which is in Georgia. Hooray. I'm going to go visit it, you guys. I'm totally Steady go N has this. a whole
0: has a whole disc golf museum. Mm-hmm. What?
2: Where's yeah, that? I love that we have to keep clarifying that this is an actual sport.
1: <laughs> it is. They're <laughs> like, is. no,
2: I swear, I swear, this is a,
1: a real one. This is, and there is a professional disc golf um, tour. There are people who are professional disc golfers who I don't know if they're actually supporting themselves, but um, you know they're making some money. We watched. Uh, the 2016 Disc Golf Pro Tour Championship, and the winner got ten thousand dollars. So there's that. Not bad. Yeah. you know, not bad for a day's work. Um,
0: on the other hand, the the top ranked uh, women's disc golfer only started playing the sport in 2009. She was like a bartender before that and then went to a tournament with her friend was like, this seems cool. I'll give it a shot. Started doing it and now, you know, six or seven years later, she's number one. So
1: there may be hope for some of our listeners out there. There's certainly (laughs) no no hope for any of us, but...
0: Like luge, it seems like this one is easier to get into than some of the other sports.
1: Okay. And uh, that,
0: that I should mention this lady by name. Yeah. She's... I don't want to downplay her achievements. Her name is Katrina Al- Allen and she is uh she's won like over 100 different disc golf competitions.
1: So uh great job Katrina. I'm great not job. trying I'm not trying to downplay your success. And she can shake up a mighty nice martini at the end of the day. Um we also you had said that this was a sunshiny sport but I had read that this is a sport that's actually played year-round. And since there's a course in Antarctica, I think that must be true. But um, speaking of these tour uh, events... There are winter events that are known. Ice Bowls. As- ice Bowls. Yeah. Did you read about that? No and- wimps, no winers. No wimps, no winers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me about
2: Ice Bowls. They're just winter uh, disc golf tournaments, but their motto is no wimps, no winers. But I also read that most of them were like charity events and just trying to
1: uh,
2: publicize the sport.
1: Right. Yeah. Not public- necessarily. A lot less serious, but I love yeah. that they are charity events and um, a lot of times they raise money for local food banks. Yeah. Which is cool. pretty sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So can be played year round, can be played in snow and rain. You just got to believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the first world ch- championship tournament took place in 1982. The one that we all watched actually took place, you know, about five or six months ago, September, uh, in Smuggler's Notch, uh, Vermont. Is that Vermont? It was, it was the Disc Golf Pro Tour Championship. It took place in September of 2016. And that was the event that we decided to watch. Uh, I wanted to see, to sort of comment on the players themselves who look like... <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Usually when you see events like this, you expect them to be dressed kind of, I don't know, sportily. <laughs> but these guys were wearing like everything. You could, I, One guy was wearing black jeans and a black t-shirt and, and a baseball cap. Another guy was wearing these big old baggy basketball shorts. A couple guys had some... Some golf shirts on, but it looked like a very chill group. It just looked like a group of guys that you would see at a park, on throwing any, a frisbee. Throwing a frisbee on any given day, right? <laughs>
2: yes, and that may, they may have accidentally just walked into this event, yeah, <laughs> thinking it was a park.
1: <laughs> but these were guys who were vying for ten thousand dollar prize, and um, they were they were doing a variety of throws. Olivia, you sort of alluded to. Some of the funny named throws that the professionals might use.
0: Totally. So the the most common ones are the forehand and the backhand um, are kind of the two standard throws. But there's also some really funny ones like the hatchet where you're kind of holding it straight up and hatchet chopping it down,
2: which we saw in the tournament and that went straight into a tree. <laughs> yeah. Didn't go great. Did not go well for that And then point. there's
0: other ones that are called like the grenade and like the turbo putt. There's one called the roller where I think it actually touches the ground and I'm not sure how that would even be legal but, uh.
1: No, it totally rolls on the ground.
0: Yeah. We saw
2: that one too. Yeah. live.
0: That's pay a, attention. That's a strategy. That one, that one also hit a tree. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem like Based on what we saw, at least, it doesn't seem like the specialty throws (laughs) have as high a rate of success as your more standard
1: throws. I think you're right. I think you need to go forehand, backhand, but I sure love reading about them. My favorite one (laughs) is the the Turbo Hut, Turbo Putt, which apparently you hold your disc something like a waiter holding a platter. (laughs) And I don't know if that wouldn't just go straight into a tree as well.
2: I imagine it would. I think that it probably
1: would. Yeah. So what else about this sport? Anybody have a favorite player?
0: I already mentioned Katrina, Katrina Allen. I'm going to say that she is mine.
1: Yeah, me too. Number one in the world is uh, a big deal. You're saying me too because you don't have one. Yep. Yep. I'm just gonna go What's with yours. I'm gonna go with Paul Macbeth because he won the event that we watched, but also because he is the number one money earner so far on the tour. He's made over 300. 300- wow, it's just
2: all about money with me. It's all about money it, with Mom? me.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm not even mentioning what he looks like in tiny shorts, but he's made over he, three hundred thousand Was he 000- wearing tiny
2: shorts? No. I wasn't
1: even paying attention. No. But he's made over three hundred thousand dollars throwing the desk. Wow. So, Who knew? Yeah right
0: what do you what did you guys think of this sport overall it just like really
2: reminded me of PE class
1: I think it's a pretty cool way to get outside and enjoy um some really cool scenery Apparently. I like, it
2: just seems so cash. I really yeah. like how casual it seems. Yeah. See cash. You can just be walk chill. in off the street, join a tournament. You are now playing disc golf. Right. You're probably now a world ranked disc golf. <laughs> you can show up your
0: giant basketball shorts. they are like, you, over there, get in this
2: tournament. Just with your Frisbee that you brought from home.
1: I, I think that probably there are some really cool, um courses that would just be really fun to hang out at whether you chose to throw your frisbee at one of those pole holes or not. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's go uh let's plan a trip to Antarctica, play a couple holes. Okay.
2: Yeah, because we're pretty good, so we should probably go straight for the extreme. (laughs) Yeah. Disc golf (laughs) course. We need a challenge. We yeah, I would like to challenge myself because I'm just not feeling challenged in my current frisbee environment.
1: All right. Well, yeah, I, I I can't say that I would pick up a pack of discs and go throw them myself, but I think it'd be pretty fun to go check out some of the courses and maybe watch some people play.
0: I think if I had any hand-eye coordination, I could get really into the, the atmosphere of this sport. Yeah. It's very much my own personal failings at Frisbee that would prevent me.
1: Otherwise, it seems very cool. And as a landscape architect, I could see you designing one of these someday. I am
0: designing <laughs> one right now. What? Once it's built in many years, when we're still doing this podcast, like, yeah, forty years from now, I will right. put pictures on it. Okay. <laughs>
1: All right. I'm gonna hold you to that. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh.
2: <laughs> okay. Please don't make me do this for four years. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we have so many more sports to cover, Emily. You guys couldn't even think of one this week. No. Well, thankfully, our listeners did that for us. And so if there are any other requests that our listeners might have, just remember to throw it out onto our Twitter feed, which is Go-go Sports Bros. It's pretty
0: easy to find us. Same same name as the podcast. Mm. You can also, if you would prefer, email suggestions to GoGoSportsBros at gmail.com. And we would also love it if you would go onto iTunes or the podcast app of your choice and leave us a nice review. Subscribe to the show. Rate us five stars. Um, tell a friend about how great this podcast is. Share a link to your favorite episode on your social medias. Any of those things would help us out a lot and we would really, really appreciate it and very demanding
1: yeah maybe maybe like get a hold of ellen DeGeneres and ask her if we could come on her show
0: yeah yeah that's that'll be next for us okay we're working on that get on ellen okay well thank you thank you again so much for listening uh we hope you enjoyed some disc golf facts and we will see you in two weeks for the next episode All right,
2: gang, bring it in. Ready? Sports Bros on three. Ready? One, two, three.
1: Sports Sports Bros. Bros!